And would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Come on, if you're in your vehicle, give, give Jesus a good honk today. Yes. Let our city know. Let our community know. Let our neighbors know there's a God that's still alive. There's a church still alive and doing well. Look at your neighbor and tell them we're doing well. If you're in your car by yourself, just say, I'm doing well. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. I want to take us to those verses today, and I don't want to tear and hold you very long, but God stirred my spirit. You know, if you've ever had a good glass of iced tea, amen, today would be a good day for a good glass of iced tea. You know, kick back a little bit. Amen. Sun's shining. Amen. Get that good glass of iced tea. If you're like me, I like my iced tea sweetened. Amen. But I can pour the sugar in, but I've got to take, I've got to take another step. I've got to stir that bad boy up a little bit. Because it's still bitter until I stir it up a little bit. You know what we need in November 2020? We need God stirring in our lives. Say, God, stir me up a little bit today. Don't let me get stagnant. Don't let me get lost. Don't let me get caught up in all that. Oh, God, stir me up. Amen. And I tell you, you got to keep stirring it sometimes. Because it settles back down. Oh, I could, oh, my. I need some help up here. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you got to take some time because you may stir it a little bit. Oh, it tastes good for, for a little, just a little while. And then all of a sudden, amen, you take another drink. You're like, oh, it didn't taste like what it was before. So what do you got to do? You got to stir it up again. That's why we got to be praying. Come on, every day we got to be praying and saying, God, what do you have in store for us today? Amen. Amen. I'm praying today for all of you that God would stir your lives up. Amen, because what I'm about to deliver to you today, amen, I want to show you something. I want to deliver to you what God has delivered to me. Amen. If you look at verse number 1 in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Now, I want to point out that word, and if you have your Bibles, mark it in your Bible, or later on when you get home, mark it in your Bible. Go back to it and find it, and mark this word beset. So easily beset us. Beset means to press on all sides. So as to perplex or to entangle. And then you go on to the verse that says, and the sin was so easily beset. So there's weight and there's sin. So understand something today. You might have pulled into this parking lot, amen, and maybe you're not where you ought to be with God, or maybe there's some sin still there creeping in around your life. What you need today is understand that God can forgive you of your sins. we got to have that understanding. God can forgive us of our sins. But also we got to understand that we ask God to forgive us. We repent of our sins. We get baptized in His name, amen. God fills us with His Spirit. We got to understand we're going to face some things in this world. We're going to have some temptations come our way. We're going to have some perplexities come our way. And we cannot get weighed down in this hour. Come on, I don't know what you walked in today with. I don't know what you drove in with today. But I've come and listened to this preacher today. God can release you of the weight that you're feeling today. Because it easily besets us. It presses on all sides. It's entangling. And I don't know about you, but there's enough things in this world that we can get entangled with. 
But what, what really stuck out to me today in this passage was that if we don't take care of the weight that so easily besets us, the perplexities that's pushing on our lives, that's distracting us from the hand of God, if we don't take care of that, if we don't take care of sin that's easily besetting us, amen, the little foxes that's spoiling everything that God's trying to do in your life, if we don't take care of that, we've got to understand something, that there's a race that we will not be in. There's a race, amen, that we got to make sure i got to be a participant. i got to be in that race today. Some of you need to tie your sneakers a little tighter. Come on, come on, somebody. Somebody needs to put on their racing clothes today. Put on that sweatband a little bit and say there's a race today. I'm not losing out because of the weight of this world, because of sin. Is this all right today? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Let us run with patience, with patience, the race that is set before us. Listen to me that there's anything that God understood. He understood that there had to be patience in the race. You can't get weary. You can't get, you can't loud say, oh, I'm going to throw in the towel today. You can't live your life as a roller coaster. Honey, you got to make sure there needs to be consistency. There needs to be a call to consistency and appreciation of what God is doing in your life. Someone say contentment. Sometimes we get confused. Contentment with being lazy. Contentment is not laziness. Contentment, if you really research it and really dive into it, contentment is, amen, appreciation. Until you learn to appreciate what God is doing in your life, what the Holy Spirit is moving you and directing you and change is being allowed in your life, you will not be satisfied. You will not be in the race. Why? Because you'll be on the sidelines saying, well, what about this? What about that? That's good. That's good. We start questioning God. Yes. Now, really, now, really, think about that for a moment. We start questioning God. It's human nature, Brother Justin. It's human nature. Amen. Anytime we go through something, we want to know the why. And there's times when we'll know the why. But there'll also be times where you'll never understand the why. Because the scripture records his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. What you've got to understand is you need some contentment in your life. You need some appreciation in your life because God says listen if you're going to run this race you got to have patience Has anybody anybody ever run a race before oh everybody's back there's some folks in the parking lot today said back in my glory days I'll never forget and I I don't know where my dad's at but I'll never forget I was at the Christian school <laughs> And uh, my dad, you know how he is. You know Bishop. He's just a, he's a prankster. He likes to have he lo- every day is a good time. I love it. Every day is a good time. 
that there was this boy that was walking around the school that's always bragging about how fast he was. He, he was he always saying, yeah, I could outrun anybody. It was just a competition. My boys come home all the time. My boys know in our whole elementary who's the fastest kid. Just ask him today. They'll tell you. They know, they know who's the fastest kid. Amen. They know all that. But th- this kid was doing the same thing. And I'll never forget. I, think, I believe I was in uh, either fourth or fifth grade. I had to be in either one of those. But I remember being in the classroom. And I remember looking out the window. And my dad, and my dad uh, took asked this boy. He said, hey. He came and got him. He said, hey, I'm gonna go get, let's go get the mail today. We're going to go down the driveway and get the mail today. This boy didn't know what was going on. He thought, I'm just getting out of class. Come to find out, my dad was going to race him. Yeah, I said, Bishop was going to race him. And that was back in his prime. He was a, he was a younger pup then. But I remember looking out that window and thinking, oh, God, this is not good. What does he think he's doing? I could see him. I remember seeing him lining up like this. I remember him pointing. It's just the two of them out there. And I remember seeing kids lining up out and looking out the window. What are they doing out there? And so all the schools just started lining up and looking outside. I was sitting, I see my dad saying, I'll scoot back behind that line now. You know, I see him getting down there and he kind of getting in that racing position, you know what I mean? That stance. All of a sudden they took off. Talk about patience. He got gone for a little while. And he was going pretty good for a little while. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you could see his legs weren't moving as fast as his arms. And I'm not, I'm, I'm lying, I'm not, I tell you, he, all of a sudden, he went, boom. And all of a sudden, they're rolling down. Amen, that boy's looking back. Come on, sometimes, listen, the enemy will love nothing more to steal your joy and your passion in the race that we're in right now, church. But you don't lose your zeal. Don't lose your passion. Amen. Come on, somebody. God is on your side. He is with you. But you've got to have patience in this race. I'm nervous because he's teaching on Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> He'll get the microphone again. I know that for sure. But I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Amen. And, and, and I guarantee it was something that stayed with all of us. Amen. <laughs> but I understand something. Now, you're saying, okay, Pastor, I hear what you're preaching today. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. We've got weight, okay, that easily besets us, okay, that's perplexing on our lives. I hear you. That means I'm going to go through some things. I've got to battle some things. I've got to push through. I've got to push onward. But also there's sin that can easily beset me as well. I've got to make sure I take care of the little foxes. Come on, because they can spoil it all, can they not? I mean, one coach said to me one time in a locker room, he said, anybody been bitten by a bear? Anybody been bitten by a lion? And all the team's saying no. Oh, no. It's at halftime. He's trying to encourage us. He said, anybody been bitten by a mosquito? We're like, oh, yeah, we've all been bitten by a mosquito. He said, it's the little things that will get you. Come on, somebody. It may not be big things in your life. You've got to make sure you take care of small things in your life. Faithfulness is still important. Holiness is still important. Living righteously is still important. Living godly is still important. Talking right is still important. Amen. There's power in our tongue. There's power. There's life and death. Come on, Come on this hour, we need, we need people speaking life. 
Come on, we need kids at school speaking life to one another. Come on, there's so much a battle right now with amen, emotional, amen, people going through emotional battles. We got mental health issues galore in our schools and galore in our communities. We need somebody standing up and saying, God did it for me. He can do it for you. But we got to be patient and allow the hand of God to work in our lives. Come on, we don't need firecracker Christians. We need people that can race and endure that race. But going back into it, I'm saying, okay, pastor. All this, you say all this. Well, listen to me. In that verse it says, And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, how, how, Pastor, can I make it during this race? How can I make it in 2020? How can I make it in 2021? I've gone through so much in my life. You don't understand my past. You don't understand my failures. You don't understand my mind frame. I'm constantly battling, amen, depression. I'm constantly battling addictions. Can I tell you something? The next verse says it all. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He authored it and he'll finish it. If he started something in your life, he will finish it. Come on, can we take 30 seconds right now and give God a great big praise? Come on, can we take 30 seconds and say, God, what you started in my life, you will finish. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on, sing, kick the enemy today. Come on, remind the adversary why there's breath in your body. You still got life. You still have praise to give God. You still have praise. Come on, strengthen your praise today. Strengthen your faithfulness today. Strengthen your holiness today. How am I going to make it? Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto him. Oh, come on, look around on this fall day, this beautiful day. Look around. Amen. Look at the creation of God. Come on, he spoke to nothing. Worship team, he spoke to nothing and created something. All that you see, God, the creation of God, the integral details. Come on, those that's traveled, been able, been privileged to travel. Come on, you've seen some beautiful sights, have you not? Come on, the creation of God. What makes you think that He will take time in creating the mountains and the valleys, amen, the desert places, the lush forests? Come on, He'll take time to create all that, the birds and the fish. Come on, He does all that. What makes you think that He's not looking at your life and saying, I want to do more. I want to create in your life. I want to create opportunities in your life. I want to do more for you. I believe, I believe the scripture is reminding us that he is the author and he is the finisher. I don't care who's who or what in the community. I don't care what type of title somebody holds. I don't care, amen, there is a King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus Christ came to save that which is lost. He spent his life on the cross. Come on, somebody. He died for us. And he's coming again very soon. Come on, you got to make sure that you're rapture ready. Come on, you got to be in this race. you got to be running this race with patience. 
if anybody's ever been tried to get on a track and run a little bit, I remember in basketball, I mean, conditioning, uh, when we would be prepping for the season, coach would have us out there, and boy, uh, we did a lot of running. We did a lot of running. He said, we'll never get beat back. We'll never, I remember, hear, remember hearing those words all the time. We'll never get beat back. And then we're going to be a defensive team. And we're not going to get beat, beat back. And I remember, you know, we got to be in shape. We got to be conditioned. And the uh, fourth quarter matters. You got to be conditioned. And I remember those moments. And I, I'm running on the track, and there's certain smells that come alive. The track smell. I remember smelling that track. I'm like, oh, that's an awful smell. I remember smelling, smelling out of the kids that wore, wore cologne to work out. I'm like, why would you wear cologne to work out? Put it on after. You don't need it before. You have to do some sweating. But there would be things that would come, I mean, and, you, and distract you and, and, and discourage you. And different things that would come along. And I remember, I mean, going through that and saying, is it really worth it? Was it really worth it? Come on, coach, is this really worth it? Or really what you're putting us through right now? Is it really worth it? Then I remember countless times and game time decisions and things like that when I realized what coach was doing back in the fall preparing us for the winter. Come on, somebody. Come on, what God's doing right now in your life. He's preparing you for the future. But you've got to reach for that future. You've got to get into that race and say, I'm not going backwards. I'm not going back to my past. I'm not going back to those decisions any longer. I've got a race before me. i got a race before me. Come on, if you would stand with me, stand with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For God is a consuming fire. He doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. Amen. What we got to understand sometimes and what we got to openly admit sometimes is that we get stuck in a rut. Come on, our lives can get stuck in a rut. And one of the definitions of rut is a fixed Usually boring routine. If you continue to do the same thing in that rut, you'll stay in that rut. Unless there is a change, we'll be stuck in the same rut just spinning our wheels and going nowhere. Woodrow Wilson's gave the very wise warning. He said, if you want to make enemies, try to change something. Ha! Change can be very threatening. Why? Because change will bring it to a level of certainty and because of that uncertainty people develop an attitude or spirit of fear but 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind therefore we should not be fearful of change let God do a new thing in your life Feel the Lord. People rejected Christ, the Messiah, because they clung to irrelevant religious traditions. He did not come the way they wanted him to come. But I want to tell somebody today when we're about to pray, we're about to pray. And I believe in the power of prayer. Prayer can change things. But when you pray, you need to expect change to take place. You may not have it all together. 
You may not be a Bible scholar, but you can't deny what you're feeling. You can't deny the tug on your heart. Jesus is tugging on the heartstrings of his people today. And how privileged it is today to say, God, I feel that tug. Don't fear change. Don't fear the unknown. It's time to embrace what Jesus desires to do in your heart and in your life. Would you lift your hands to heaven with your pastor right now? Come on, I want us to leave this house renewed. I want us to leave this place of worship, amen, renewed in the Holy Ghost. Come on, let the Spirit of God stir it up today. Come on, sweeten that tea today. Come on, sweeten that soul today. Come on. It's a few seconds here of worship and then we'll sing.